I'm Peter Jones, and welcome to The Foyne Jones Show. This podcast will be combining personality, passion, and our love of football, alongside industry and recruitment news. Our amazing guests will share their personal stories and also explain what they get up to when they're not at work. Welcome to today's episode of the Foyne Jones Show. I'm in Pont Street, London, SW1, and I'm at the beautiful THG Paris showroom. And if you haven't been here, it's a place you should be visiting. And my next guest is going to tell you why. Tristan Delahaye. Sir, welcome to the show. Good morning, Peter. How are you? Very First good, thing, I want two, two things I need to communicate with my with the listeners. I love the suit. Thank you. You put that one on. That's that, that's a, that's a showstopper. Yep. And I love the coffee. Good. So we're in a really good place. But welcome Thanks, to the show, mate. It's great to have you on. Welcome to Belgravia. Belgravia, darling. Exactly. Yeah, I'm Belgravia. Mate, I'm, I'm only 15 minutes down the road from Fulham, really. <laughs> but it's just exactly. as you go down that postcode, mate, yeah. do you know what I mean? It changes. So we're going to, in this episode, we're going to talk about yourself, Tristan. We're yeah. going to be in Tristan Delahater Life. So, so your career, your personality, your interest within work and your interests outside of work. And then we're going to talk about the THG Paris story. Okay. You know, what this business is all about, the markets it reaches out to, how it does it, and what you're looking to achieve in the next 24, 36, 48 months and beyond. Yeah, and, sure. You know, I've got to know you for a few years now, and you've always impressed me with someone with that with that creative passion for design, sure. but a real drive to, to be the best you can be as well. I think that's going to be our starting point, really, is to get to know you as a person. So we're going to humanise you, bring you to life. So tell us a bit more about, about my guest. Tell, tell me who Tristan Delahaye is. Well, Peter, I'm a fairly simple guy. Um, I've got a passion in business for the luxury markets um, and for achieving great customer service for, for the end user and the people that attach to the business. Um, I like to get the client's respect and um, understand what their needs are and what their wants are, whether that's a, a B2B client or an end retail client. Um, nothing changes. Is it different, you know, the, the approach, if you're, going, if you're going business to business, you know, that, that approach, because people coming into this showroom have got to have big budgets. They've yeah. got to have big dreams, they've got to have big budgets, and, we, and we'll come on to that a little bit later. But from, but from a, you know, how you approach that process, because if you're going into those private developers, the, the, some of London's most sought after projects, which I guess you're, you're going after, there's a specification element. There is. And that's like a dark art. But then you've got myself and my wife. I mean, we probably have to walk straight past this showroom, mate, with our budget. No, not at all, Peter. Unless there's any deals on the X-Display stuff, We right? can do something for you. Yeah, we, we can do, do something, something for you. So, so, so but how, just, just bring to life them approaches for me. Um, so with the B2B clients, most of our B2B clients are dealing with the ultra-luxury ultra markets. Um, they usually know about us. They've dealt with us before, historically. Um, so they know already where we're coming from. Um, there is a more of a challenge because you've now got a third element between the end user and yourselves. Um, so we have to juggle more balls to keep more people happy. But... Yeah, it's a it's an exciting and challenging time. So give us give us give us, give us a few ideas. Give us a few examples of some of the projects that you've been successful with in the last few years. That some of the standout. Some so the standout, standout ones, um, we did the likes of the um, one Hyde Park uh, just up the road here. Yeah, they go for a few bob, don't they? 
Uh, yeah, when we did them, they were the most expensive properties, I think, in Europe. Um, so, so have you moved in or you? I, I'm, I'm still moving my boxes over. Okay, mate, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's going to take a while. Um, uh, we do a lot of very, very wealthy, either celebrity clients, royalty, um, in and around oh, London. Can we talk about them or are we not allowed? We're not allowed. Oh, sorry, oh, that, 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 that sorry, would have boosted Peter. the list as well, wouldn't it? <laughs> it right? went up, it went up. Yeah, yeah. And also got me in a lot of trouble. Yeah. But there's a few Chelsea footballers in there, mate. <laughs> One or two, yes. yeah. yeah. Like maybe ex-Chelsea <laughs> managers. He's only around the corner, isn't he? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. special one. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, not saying he chooses you for his bathroom. Of course not. Right. No, no, no. All right, so, so, so you're working with beautiful projects in a beautiful market, and if you, you are at that, that one high park arena, yes. you, know, you, you really are at that top percentage of, of luxury. Yeah. But where did your journey begin? Where, 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 where was your passion for design come? Was it when you was a little boy at school, or did it come in? It, no, it started off at school, um, during sort of secondary school, and then as I progressed on to university, I studied architecture. Um, so that's where I developed my passion for design and design detail, mm. um, particularly specialising in interiors of bigger hotels and, and theatres. Um, and then I slipped into the KBB market. Yeah. And as you know, over the years, I've developed both my design practice and then later in the last sort of decade, 15 years, more running businesses yeah. and that side of it. So, yeah, like I was speaking to Callum earlier, Hello, Callum. Your career changes Hello. as you progress through um, and where you start when you're 20 yeah. is very different where you are when you're 40. Yeah. It's interesting how, how, how the market evolves as well because the, the the traditional approach to interiors companies, whether it's a kitchen, bedroom or bathroom and, and how they marketed themselves has, has evolved so much yeah. now. Um, there seems to be, and, and I'm, I guess, from the outside looking into it to an extent, but with the people I speak to who are either looking to engage and bring in some of the brightest candidates in the market, brightest yeah. people in the market, or people who are at a time for change and they're looking for new opportunities, there does seem to be real clear defining points, you know, mid-senior level or, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm in trade but I want to aspire to, to luxury or I'm in luxury but I really want to go into project management. Is that, yeah. is, is that coming to your world as well? Yeah, it does, very much so. I started off more in the, more in the middle markets yeah. and progressed into luxury over the years. Um, and yeah, and you do see it. You see um, people want to move and shift maybe yeah. after a 10-year period. And, and do you find that, that studying architecture has been beneficial in, the, in your journey? Has it, has it helped you? Initially, yes. Yeah. Um, less so now because I'm not on the front line, front facing. Yeah. But um, yeah, when I was, definitely. Because it allows you to talk to architects, interior designers and understand their challenges and understand what their challenges are with their client as well as what they have with, with you as an individual. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And just just for the for the listener, Tristan, so they can really get to know you. Yeah. What's your working week like? You know, is is it all out, outrageous suits and you know whining and dining? I mean, you, you had the audacity to tell me that this 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 eight thousand pound bath you fill it with champagne. Oh, we do. Yeah. yeah. Champagne bottles, but yeah, yeah. champagne. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, this for, is a lifestyle prices. that I'm interested in. Yeah. But but yeah. What, what? Just tell us talk about the work and, and what that day looks like. And so the work the is no easier. The more luxury you get, or even the, the higher position you get yeah. within the business, as you well know. Um, if anything, it probably gets tougher. So my working weeks tends to start, I leave home at half six, on the train by quarter to seven, and in here, or in one of my other offices, by half seven, eight o'clock at the very latest. And I normally finish, usually seven o'clock in the evening, um, with instances that I'm finishing getting close to midnight. Um, so yeah, it's there are nice days, yeah. 
where you're out wine and dining people, but most part it's half graft. I mean, and that and that that actually it's it's that work ethic, yeah. and it's that being able to work when no one's looking at you and having that drive to yeah. be the best you can be when it doesn't matter. That's what what separates the successful from the unsuccessful, okay. and I see that a lot. It's that extra few percent, and and I think that. Hearing hearing you say that and, and talking about that with passion, you know those long vampire hour days and, yep. and putting those shifts in. That's what gives you the opportunity to to actually secure the secure yep. the business because um, the luxury market's really big on on reputation and contacts and relationships. It is, and yeah. they can be built up over the years successfully. It damaged really really yep. quickly. Yeah. Um, from a THG Paris perspective. You know what? What makes your business so special? Uh, what makes us special compared to our competitors, if you like, is that we are very hands-on. We are very customer-focused. Um, we make everything in-house in our own factory um, in northern France, um, and we follow that client through to the very end. Yeah. So I have clients. I had a client a couple of weeks ago. Their shower was thirty years old. They wanted one little part for it. We got it sorted. We actually sent out free of charge to them. Yeah, um, they were probably he was old enough. He was probably never going to buy another bathroom. If I'm honest, yeah. from anybody, he's in his late eighties. But it's not the point. Mm. It's uh, so you keep that reputation. You don't know who he's talking to. Yeah, and he spent a lot of money with us thirty years ago. He deserves that respect to continue. Yeah, and you can't put a price on that that type no. of that type of no, service. No. And, that, no. and that that and you is, shouldn't. And, and you that, that really is going going go, going above and beyond. Yeah. I mean from when myself and Canon have walked in here today, there's a, there there is a there's an appreciation of quality yeah. that, that you can't not sense. You can see that straight away. But then when you kind of see what's going on behind the scenes, I mean the call, the call you just made was, you know, th- these these are these are business critical calls and yeah. they need that focus. So yeah. it's you know, you're 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 a showroom, not a retail shop, are you? You yeah. know, so it's is it is it is it? Um, do you get? I, mean, I can't imagine you get many walk-ins from the good the good the good folk of Belgravia, do you? Will uh, they no, stick their head in every now and then? Occasionally, yeah. uh, but we might get one a week if we're lucky. Yeah. Um, yeah, most of the clients nowadays, even at the middle to upper market, are using interior designers, using yeah. architects. So it's more of that B two B. Reputation that you need to maintain. And what's the uh, what's the, the, the and this is this is interesting. Uh, and uh, you know we've got a lot of interior designers that, that follow our show. So great. Um, I'm going to make sure I word this in the right way. So you know we all watch the TV shows. Yeah. You know we all watch everything from from the ones we know to the other ones on the smaller channels. And yeah. you know you, you can see things being transformed and transformed and the the the, the role that the designer makes in, in creating dreams. You know yeah. and, and really inspiring people. What's the population of interior designers like at the moment that you're dealing with? Is it is it eccentric? Is it standard? Is it you know how do you find them as a as a community? Uh, they're good. We tend to deal with the ones that are slightly more eccentric. Yeah, um, a little bit um, off of the norm. Um, they want something that's different for their client, and they want their client to be held their hand held throughout the process. Yeah. A lot of our, our interior designers and architects we work with are very, very high profile and they care mostly about their reputation, yeah. like we all do. Um, and therefore, they want to make sure that we're not going to make a, a pig seal of it. Yeah, so that brings pressure then, doesn't it? It does, of course and, it does. And, yeah. and, and would, it, would it be bold of me to say, and you know, I'm going to say it, that, that does the eccentric celebrity interior yeah. designer have, have you know, expectations that are above and beyond reality? 
sometimes, yes, yeah. or sometimes above and beyond what their clients' wishes are. Yeah. It's probably more so. How do you manage that? Uh, with care. Yeah, I was just <laughs> there's a lot of ego in that, in that discussion. There's a lot of ego there? in that discussion. Yeah. Um, what you have to remember is that they are not the end user. Yeah. Um, someone else is. Um, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Jones are, and mm. and therefore it's them that is actually the person that's most vital. Yeah. Um, and and but they're usually led by yeah. the interior designer and by also what we say um, to a degree. Well. And and the interior design is interesting because you know I, I work with lots of talented kitchen designers, lots of, of talented bathroom designers, yeah. as, you, as you know, and. No, there there is sometimes a real natural natural direction that that some people will go heavily into the sales led approach and yeah. they will be closers. They will be looking at you know securing that project because they're thinking about you know the pound shilling and pence and the and the commission there. Yeah. And then you've got the kind of the aspirational designers that that are I guess design led. You know they want to design in a way that's not been seen before and to, to win awards and be creative that way. Yeah. But not perhaps as focused as the the salesperson. So respond to different pressures, don't they? Yes. If you put yeah, them under, so. if you put them under that sales micromanagement, you're going to lose them. Yeah. But you want their creative spark. The salesperson, their designs might be more straightforward because the end does it's supplying it on time in full, yeah. getting the money in the bank. Um, your background. Kind of includes both, doesn't it? Because it you, does. you, you know you've been an award-winning designer. You we come on to you to, to one of the other things you do in terms of judging designers, judging the future generation of designers. Yeah. But you've hit amazing sales numbers. Yes. So how can you combine combine them three disciplines and still sleep? With difficulty. Yeah. With, with a lot of difficulty. Um, here at THG, I tend to lead the role of more the salesman approach. Yeah. Um, so um, my team here are great specifiers uh, and work very well with the clients. Very, very patient. Far more patient probably than I ever am. Um, but it's not a lot of patience on this table. No, exactly, really, no, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, but um, I'll be the one that can act slightly the bad cop yeah. and give them a reason why they should be signing up today or this month as opposed to next month. Um, and our projects are long. Um, we closed one just before Christmas that we started in 2009. So that took nearly a decade. Um, Can you tell us what that was? Uh, it was just a private residence, yeah. um, and it's been moving around, and yeah. yeah it I mean, doesn't it doesn't feel like it's a small one-bedroom conversion flat. No, 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 this no. was a 20-plus bedroom house yeah. with 25-plus bathrooms. Okay. So it was a reasonable size. Work in progress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the client has had a number of architects and designers involved, but we've stayed strong in the whole time. But because we weren't that pushy salesperson from the outset, we got it in the end. Yeah. Sometimes with a luxury market, you have to let them run their course and then reel them in when it's time to, yeah. not, not immediately. And I mentioned there, and you know, it's something I know about. So, so I do want to get it into the episode if we can. The yeah. the future, you know, the next generation of designers, the next yeah. generation of, of boys and girls, guys and girls that are going to be selling bathroom products. Yeah. How do you see the industry at the moment? Is 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 there talent coming in? Is it is it being nurtured and developed? There is talent coming in. Yeah, and it is being nurtured. Um, you tend to find, like with a lot of these um, industries, bathrooms and kitchens being the same. The smaller businesses tend to nurture those people better sometimes than the bigger 
multi-showroom um, businesses, particularly when you get to a larger 10 plus showrooms. Um, I think when it's a smaller business, they've maybe got a bit more focus and a bit more care for those individuals and those designers that they're taking on board. Um, but no, there's some fantastic um, talent out there. Um, uh, we'll touch on it later, but um, the award's coming up um, actually next week. Yeah. Um, there was some phenomenal stuff. And I've always found, even when I was voting, doing the um, kitchen side, I've now moved on to the bathroom side, I actually find it most exciting looking at the low-end budgets. Yeah. Because it's good to see how those individuals have developed from what for us would be an unachievable budget to create something that's actually very stunning and the client's very pleased with it. Um, so yeah, it's really good to see. Really well, we can, we see. come on to that when we talk about sure, sure. we talk about your passions, Tristan. We're okay. going to in your passions, we're going to talk about motorsport. We're going to talk about design, and we're talking about your family as well, because uh, you know there's there's a lot going on. But before we move on to that, it's just I just want to kind of in I don't know a couple of minutes try and get the THG Paris position and message across. I mean, what what makes THG Paris interesting and an option to to be considered? Um, we very different from most other manufacturers so we've got a massive range so we have yeah. 151 ranges of style um, all available in 50 finishes yeah. um, we're also quite different because we make all the accessories to match in every range so toilet roll holders hooks rope hooks and the like all follow through and follow suit um, we're very well known over the years for what we consider in London to be quite gaudy and nearly sort of Middle Eastern looking um, brassware, but we also do very contemporary finishes as well. Yeah. So we hit every market. And yes, we're never going to be the cheapest, but I personally, hand on heart, think that we are good value for money. Reassuringly um, expensive? Reassuringly expensive, yeah. um, but even with some of our more contemporary ranges, which we can look at later, we're not actually that much different to some of the British manufacturers yeah. that you see out there. It is perception, isn't it? I mean, it is, and, very you much know, so. And with, the, uh, and with the, the Gordy market, you know, I'd imagine that's still in demand. Very, yeah, you know, very much. Because yeah, if, the, yeah. if you've got that net worth and you've got that wealth and you want to show it, yeah. you, know, you are going to look at all of those, all those points that have the wow factor. Yeah. And, you know, that's what Callum, you know, said. Just, 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 just literally as we were waiting for you, he said, like, wow. Yeah, you know these products are amazing. He said it reminds me of the really, really luxury hotel that that, that you stay in, and yeah. you get that you get that feeling. Yes, yeah. Um, you're you're kind of going to bring that into into some clients, I guess, everyday life, aren't you? Yes, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So comparing it, I quite often compare it to the cars <coughs> with my motorsport yeah. background. Yes, we are the McLaren and the Lamborghini, but we are also the E-class Mercedes. Yes, we're never going to be a Ford Focus, but we are that achievable market as well. Well, that's, that, that was a, that was an almost almost seamless link there, Tristan. You Thank know, you. For, yeah. some, for someone who's a little bit worried about you know how you've done that, you've you've led us purposely onto the next section. Well, we are going to talk about your passions, and and I've and I've kind of grouped them into a couple couple of areas really. The the most obvious is design, okay. all right, because that's something that you're all about: the judging, the awards, the yep. the history, and the, the and the and the create, creating dreams. But we're going to focus really on the on the here and now. We're going to talk about motorsport, okay, all right? Because it's all going on again now isn't it, it is. so it's all coming it to life so 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 what what 
got you interested into motorsport? And is it all motorsport? Is it just Formula One? Just, just, just talk to me. Uh, it was very young age. I used to sit and watch it with my father, like we all do. Yeah. Probably you did with football. I did with motorsport. Oh, right. I used to watch the motorsport when they used to overtake each other. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. In the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, since I've had my son, I do it with him as well. Um, it's more four-wheeled. He's just in the eleven. What's last his name? Week. Oliver. Oliver. Okay. So, yeah. so, so Tristan and Oliver are watching the motorsport. We're watching the motorsport. Who are we cheering on at the moment? Uh, we match mainly actually Formula E, so the new electric Formula One equivalent. Uh, primarily because one of his school friends' fathers is one of the directors of uh, Dragon Motorsport, which is uh, one of the F- Formula E teams. Yeah, okay. Um, so we sit on the sofa and cheer them on in the in the morning or in the evening, depending when the, yeah. when it's on. Um, so yeah, it, it's good fun. Um, I'm also quite excited with particularly Formula E because you're starting to see the technology coming through into cars on the road out the front here and the stuff that you and I hopefully aspire to drive. Fair play. So, Fair yeah. play. And, and is that passion for cars all consuming? Is that is that in in everything in everything with you? It used to be. Yes. Used to be. <laughs> no, you, get, you get old, do you? You get, you get old. old. You, you realise actually yeah. this is a bit of yeah. a waste of money. But yeah, yeah. I, I've been there, done that. Yeah, exactly. Been there, done that myself. Uh, but no, um, I love my cars, and yeah. Uh, yeah so, you, so your passion for motorsport came from came from sort of watching it and and uh, sharing it there. Sure. Um, your passion from design obviously started with your studying. Yeah. Um, but it led you to to you know now judging and and you know off you know, deciding who the award winners are in the future. So yeah. how did that happen for you, and what are you what are you involved in at the moment? Um, so. Design led through from, as you say, from originally from architecture. Um, also, looking, I look at other design as well, so clothing, watches, cars, a whole multitude of, of different areas. Um, that led then through to, as you said earlier, me winning a few different awards, um, and then the industry. How's the trophy cabinet at the moment? Uh, it's okay. I don't, yeah. I don't enter them quite so much anymore. Oh, but you never know. Maybe, so modest, so uh, modest, kind of, isn't yeah. it? Um, and then. What, nearly 10 years ago they asked me to start judging um, and I thought that was quite an honour um, to help people coming into the industry or even guys that have been there for 10, 10 years help boost their careers um, yeah. it worked for me and it should work for them as well um, and I like to try and mentor people if I can um, not for any fees more than anything else it's just to try and give them guidance um, teach them what I've learned over yeah. the years and, and where I've made mistakes. We all make mistakes. I'm sure you have, Peter. And I make you know, more mistakes a week, Tristan, than anyone who works in the Foyne Jones Recruitment Group. I make more mistakes a month than anyone who works in the Foyne Jones Recruitment Group, but I keep bouncing back. Exactly, and that's and what I you need to do. I keep trying to do yeah. things. I'm, I can say sorry in every language, you know, and, and I'm very good at apologising when we get things wrong, but yeah. the, the, the irony of that is that we get 99% of our things right, and when yeah. things go wrong, it's because we're trying something different. That's how you improve. And that's, for me, exactly yeah. what it is, that you, you need to think outside the box yeah. And you need to push yourself and your team sometimes. And you are going to slip up sometimes. And you've got the awards coming up next week, you said? Next week up Looking in Manchester. Yeah, very much so. Cool. so um, are you going to be busting out a new suit, mate? I, I might bust out a new yeah. suit, yeah. So Fair we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, Okay, so 
Tristan, it's been fantastic to get to know you. This has been a brilliant, brilliant episode. But now we're going to come to my kind of favourite part of the show. Yep. It's the Foyne Jones penalty shootout. And this is a penalty shootout today with no footballs. All right? Yeah. So we are going to Sorry be about talking... Sorry no, don't worry, mate. <laughs> listen, listen, I could jump into all sorts of different worlds. I'm going to jump into one of your baths later as well. Yep. But um, I, hey, there's nice showering facilities here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but listen, for, for the benefits of our penalty shootout, we asked five quick fire questions. Yep. And they really are, you know, 10, 20 second answers. There's no yeah. right or wrong because it's from the heart. So we're going to combine motorsport with design. Okay. And we're going to get a bit of life advice from you as well, mate. Okay. So it's like, speak to Dr. Tristan right at the end. Thank right? you. Okay. So in your time as a motorsport fan, what's been the most exciting race or moment that you've seen? Uh, probably the most exciting race that I've seen was one probably 20 years ago, believe it or not, maybe even longer. Um, it was a British touring car race and I was quite privileged that I had a pass as a photographer. So my best mate is a photographer, professional photographer, and we had a pass to stand in the track. Oh, in the pitch? No, in the middle of the track. Okay. And we stood on a hairpin as an accident happened, and it missed us by about 10 foot. Um, So it was very exciting. It wasn't exciting for the right reasons. It was more exciting because it was scary. Uh, but yeah, it was phenomenal. I mean, be, phenomenal. being quite cowardly and, and you know, quite, you know, quite scared a lot of times, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would terrify me and I wouldn't want to go back, but you, you've stayed in love. Yeah, uh, it was, I think it's one of those moments that it happened so quickly and it was nothing you could do. You were there um, and you just sort of held on to the seat of your pants and away you went. Um, so yeah, it was okay. fun. It was really good. Well, there you go. So so, so a near-death experience, near is, death is, experience. Is, is, your, is your most amazing moment exactly. in most yeah. Okay. So let's then talk about, you know, the people behind the wheel, okay? Yeah. So I've got a couple of questions about the people behind the wheel. So first question I want to ask you is, if we look at the, the drivers here and the drivers then, let's go back in time and say yeah. Schumacher yeah. was probably the, the, the main man. Yeah. And right now, you know, we've got our very own Lewis Hamilton. We have. Who's another one of those like mind white type characters, isn't he? He's like, he is. He's ridiculously successful, so he doesn't seem to win the hearts and minds of the British public. No, no. You know, you look at the ones that weren't so successful, the, the Buttons and the others, everyone loves them. Yeah. Bit like Andy Murray. Yeah. You know, wins everything. We don't kind of like him. I don't know what I think is. we in the UK like people to struggle. Like Bruno. Exactly. Like Fred Bruno. Yeah. Any, so, anyway, so, so then let's talk about Schumacher versus Lewis Hamilton. Yep. Let's say they went toe-to-toe at Silverstone tomorrow. Yeah. Like-for-like cars. Yeah. You know, so no... no no manufactured advantage or whatever. Like-for-like cars, which we all want to happen, but really it's never, never going to happen. happen no. Who wins? Hand on heart. I think probably Schumacher. Yeah. Um, final answer? Final answer. Final, final answer. answer. It will be controversial. Yeah. He obviously wasn't a British driver. Might be for Lewis. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but no, I think he he had more fighting maybe than Lewis has, um, if I'm honest. Mm. Um, Is it that relentless German that, yeah. automation? You know, why yeah. they win shootouts? Why they... Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. nowadays the racers, I'm not saying they're not good. They are phenomenal but they rely a lot on their team. Yeah. Um, whereas maybe Schumacher in his day didn't so much. Yeah. It was a lot of controversy around him, but yeah. It, okay. I think it was well. So it's a simple answer. Hamilton yeah. or Schumacher, you've gone for Schumacher. Yeah. So taking away the best drivers, all right, because that's, that's it. You know, I, I, it's not always about that, but who would you say is the, the driver or the person in motorsport that that's kind of makes you smile or you just enjoy listening to or watching the most? Um. I suppose from from my recent stuff with Formula E, we actually I enjoy watching the this dragon team that my son yeah. is involved in quite a lot. Mainly because like 
like you've said earlier, they are the underdogs. Yeah. They're never much more than probably a quarter of the way up the leaderboard. Well, I start following Fulham then. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're, okay. you're, you're used yeah. to it. Um, but because of that, it gives you something to shout and stream at the TV yeah. about. Um, as opposed to knowing that this team's going to win and actually you can go yeah. and have a make a coffee without missing anything. I mean, so, I'm going I'm to say something, but we're going to move on to the next, next two questions, sure, sure. which are design-related. But I'm going to say something which I know is going to alienate myself to, to loads of motorsport fans across the world, but why don't they overtake as much? What, in Formula E? Yeah. Oh, in Formula, 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 Formula 1. some more. I think probably the cars are too similar. Yeah. That they can't get that advantage. Yeah. And because the drivers are all very similar as well, you've got yeah. a load of Schumacher driving those, around. Those moments, you know, that, that overtaking yeah, yeah. of the band, the, the yeah. nip and tuck, the, the real kind of racing, it's almost like it's down to a top. And, and I'm not that knowledgeable, but yeah. it's the tyre change, it's the planning. It is. It's everything that goes with it rather than... It is. It's that team thing yeah. as opposed to the individual driver. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is luck. Yeah. If, you know, if the guy in front car fails or whatever yeah. then the coverage you know. is amazing now because you're almost oh, yeah. in phenomenal. the I mean you're, yeah, you're almost in phenomenal. there all the way through yeah, so, so it does kind of bring it to life but I do remember that Sunday afternoon watching the cars you know I'm yeah. watching that as a child because it was when you only had three or four channels and it was on yeah everyone had a bit of it yeah, didn't exactly. they yeah you know, Williams and the yeah. you know the, yeah. the, the, the Marlborough yeah the Marlborough kind of the cross Marlborough, car yes, wasn't it? yeah and exactly yeah. So, so, so I remember that and, and I probably know more names from the 80s and 90s instantly than you probably do now. Than yeah, I do now. Yeah. So that's I think you had those bigger stars in those days, yeah. maybe, than you do more now. I don't so. know. I mean, that, that's, that's where not, we are. Yeah. But listen, it's been great to hear that from a multiple player. And I'm imagining Oliver's probably going to be doing a bit of karting and stuff like that, isn't he? Yeah, I'm sure he will. I yeah. can feel that coming. Just yeah. by the... he's, he's had his first driving lesson at the age of eight Yeah, um, at Mercedes-Benz World. He loved it. Yeah, he loved it. It was the best hundred quid we ever spent, um, and yeah, it was good fun. I think the driver instructor was petrified, but it was good fun. <laughs> yeah. It was Brilliant. good fun. Okay, last two questions. We are going to move into your design world and your okay. design expertise. All right. Firstly, I'd like you just to take some time and then, and then very quickly tell me what in your career, Tristan, from the beginning to where you are now, has been the most inspirational, impressive design you've seen. I think probably the most inspirational designer that I've seen yeah, in, the, in the last few years um, was Johnny Gray, um, particularly in his time, you know, when he was out, you know, setting off 15 years ago, he was doing stuff very unusual, very controversial. A lot of people didn't like it, probably 90% of people didn't like it, but what he did was he introduced people's way of thinking, a different way of thinking. It doesn't have to all be furniture that boxes. You can introduce mm. some curves, introduce colour, actually introduce some femininity into it. So, so for you, the most inspirational designer yeah. was, was was him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's an even better answer. Yeah. To, to be honest, because because yeah. you're then talking about why. Yeah. And how. Yeah. And and that and that I guess crossing the boundaries, being being the individual that's talked about or the, yeah. the creation that's talked about. Yeah puts you in a place. So yeah. that leads us beautifully to question five, all right? And question five is me asking you on behalf of my listeners who want to have the type of career that you've got, sure. work for companies like this, work with beautiful luxury products and, you know, be a designer. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone at the beginning of their journey? I think the main advice is to stay focused. Um, to Everybody has bad days, bad weeks, God forbid, bad years um, in whatever career they're doing. If you're passionate and you want to keep trying, then just keep trying. Um, keep pushing the boundary. Learn from the people around you. 
Um, not always necessarily the big hitters. Sometimes the quiet guy who sits in the office in the corner yeah. who seems to be doing well with his clients. Learn from that individual yeah. as well. So um, looking look at good habits, Ed. Looking at good habits. Um, understanding why people do what they do um, and understand what the result was from the customer's point of view as well. Was it what the customer expected and what was the journey for that customer like to get there? Fantastic answer, mm. Tristan. And that answer is one of the reasons that you're going to be working with us on the soon-to-be-launched panel of Foy and Joe's Mentors. I'm very much looking forward for, to it. Yeah, it's going to be great to have you on board. I mean, I mean, how that will roll out will be very much depending on the type of people that want to engage with us and the support they need. But, yeah. you know, for you to offer to give up your time yeah. for, for an up-and-coming designer at any level, so yeah. to just be there to offer some advice is really powerful. Yeah. So it's great to have you on board. Thank I, you I, very I much, Peter. Anyone, anyone better to join us. So, that's the end of the quiz. Tristan, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been, I mean, the invitation to come to Pond Street, Belgravia, was all, I mean, I could get in a cab quick enough, mate, you know, no, no, we're good. straight here, don't do Ubers either, mate, pure black cab. Good. Always, always. Good see, good see. But I've got to say, you know, from from the outside looking in, you, you look at the brand and you look at the, the products and you, you know, they're, they're perhaps at a level of luxury that, that some people think are, you know, you can't reach out to, but... When you look at the story behind it and the message behind it, it's been really powerful. So you've been a great guest. Thank you. Uh, I'd like you to close the show up for me, Tristan, just yep. to just to kind of take take the time to talk to our audience. So talk to my LinkedIn connections, your LinkedIn connections, our listeners. And just you know, just give us a closing message about about yourself and THC Parish. What what, you can, what we can take away? Okay, no problem at all, Peter. Um, so, yeah, anybody listening out there, I would suggest that uh, you come down to our studio, um, number four Pont Street in Belgravia, um, have a look around. Um, you're not going to be pushed into sales. We're a very relaxed sort of attitude. You can just have a wander around either on your own or with your clients um, and just get some ideas and aspiration from us. Um, if you need any personal details, contacts, um, obviously, Peter can follow those three. Yeah, we we people can reach out to you, Tristan. Like they can come straight to us. You know, yep. they can connect us. They can come to us through the through the Floyd Jones Show. They can connect to me on LinkedIn. We'll put your details out there when we when we put when we when we release the show. But sure. I think from you know just just from from my experience of yep. working with you, you know, yep. working with you and, and bringing some talented people to you, the experience you give anyone in that job seeking, you know, seeking for jobs, you leave them in a really positive place because not everyone can be successful. No, definitely you know? not. And if you've only got one position and four people are after it, that can be tough at times. Yeah. But you've always left everyone with a really positive experience of the business and the brand and you as a person. And that would only move across to your clients as well. So Good. if you're an interior designer, if you're a, you know, a private client, or if, yeah. you're, if you're a luxury developer, there is a conversation that they should be having with definitely, you at definitely. the moment yeah. because you've got some you've got some products really with really the X factor. Mate, yeah, thank you, Peter. Thank you. And yeah, it's been a great show, Tristan. Thank Cheers, you ever so much, mate. Super. So that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about Foyne Jones by visiting our website or connecting with me on LinkedIn. We are Foyne Jones. This is what we do.